Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome back to the one and only Cavs the Podcast. Featuring commentary from all of your favorite Cavs the Blog. Welcome to Cavs the Podcast. It's been a few weeks. Yeah. But uh, we, you know, two-day snow day uh, due to the cold and uh, two-game win streak, so we figured we had to get on here. Uh, another Victory Tuesday, EG. That's right. What's their record all but, on all Tuesdays but one of them now? have been. Yeah. They're 5-1 and one on Tuesdays now, I think. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. That's like a Bob Euchre in uh, in Major League stat there. <laughs> yeah, well, the only one they lost was that game where they came back pretty pretty well against uh, the Pelicans. Yeah, the speaking of be, uh, yeah. Anthony Davis list, well, maybe not soon. Maybe, maybe not. I don't think it's going to be soon. I think if the the Pelicans are smart, they'll wait till the summer. Well, they get and, a lot lot more competitive offers in the summer. Well, and I also think the Pelicans, um, they. They're a little bit ready to salt the earth, I think. 
uh, against the Lakers. So, well, did you see where? And we can talk about this more later because we should probably recap the tonight's <laughs> the game. Awesome first, Cavs but, victory. Yeah, <clears throat> the awesome Cavs. Uh, the awesome, almost not awesome Cavs victory. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Well, it's only their second quote unquote win streak of the year. Yeah. They've only had one other one of two games when they somehow beat the Rockets and Sixers in back-to-back nights in November. But that's insane. Uh, <laughs> but this is their only only their second uh, multi-game win streak this year. So yeah. So what were you about to say? Oh, just just that there was a new report that uh, that Popovich had, yeah. had some advice to Dell Demps about like you know don't. Don't just give in to the Lakers. We didn't, and look look how that turned out. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> don't take the Lakers poo poo platter. Yeah. Well, we yeah. can talk about. Well, we'll get into that later. But let's so let's talk a about fantastic the Cavs, game man. by the Cavs for until the like the last like two minutes. <laughs> yeah, four four minutes were really not good. They had, I think, with they had a twenty five point lead with eight minutes to go. Yeah. And they ended up giving up a what did they say a thirty three to eleven run? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. And a lot of it was was missed free throws and the inability to get the ball in and, with just the smallest amount of of uh, pressure. And Colin Sexton being incompetent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm willing to. I'm willing to now after half a season to admit that that he's not uh he he's not what I what I'd hoped he was going to be well, or even I'm, I'm giving him player. till he gets a real coaching staff and I'm not even going to like pa- pass any judgment until I see him next season because this season has clearly done him no favors the coaching I has not been He's still processing. He still hasn't turned a corner. Look, I, I with you. I love the kids at too, but yeah, but he's bad. <laughs> I mean, you know, what, you know what the problem is. I've realized is that in addition to the things that Ben has pointed out, like the you know uh, that he can't. Really, ben Worth. Yeah, that he can't really get past people, and that he, I mean, he doesn't use the glass ever. <laughs> um, and it, it was saying like even Jordan Clarkson uses the glass and does it well usually, yeah, but he, even Jordan McRae, yeah, wow, well, <laughs> Orange Jordan Mamba, McCra- the Orange Mamba who played nine eight minutes and scored thirteen and didn't miss a shot. <laughs> Which the, it was Orange the Jordan, Mamba revenge game, the Jordan McRae revenge game. Yeah, and it was funny because you typed "Is that Jordan McRae?" question mark, and then my phone died. On the live thread, and I was about to say, no, that's NBA champion Jordan McRae. And then uh, it was good like, point. Good point. I think you no, but, caused it because you yeah. didn't address him as NBA champion Jordan McRae. I, I think you're probably right. I almost <laughs> uh, ruined my own Victory Tuesday. Uh, no, but I, I will uh, just to finish the thought about Sexton. I think the problem is, is that <clears throat> he's quick, but he doesn't have a good enough handle. He doesn't have that like that certainly not anywhere close to a Kyrie as a rookie handle and not and not even as good as uh De'Aaron Fox as a rookie handle. Like he, he needs to have he needs to be able to do something different with the ball, like go behind his back, go through the legs, something so that he can sort of accentuate the, the quickness and speed that he has 
with a move to the hoop because right now guys are just kind of like moving laterally because they know he can't cross them up. You know, well, and know I, the other thing that I notice is he is quick, he is fast, and he is somewhat quick, but he does not change direction well. And that's part of what you have to do to shake guys, and he just seems to have very little wiggle. But and, and he seems to at his best when he does kind of that hesitation dribble. But he reminds me a lot of the guys that you play pickup with that can dribble between the legs and do everything they need to do, but they don't actually know how to shake anybody with the dribble. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the dribble does it's all for show. It doesn't actually do anything. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just he's got he's very indecisive. Yeah. He, he I mean I'd be alright if he was like like making up his mind to do things and like and making errors of, of omission but <laughs> or commission, but he's just he just can't decide what to do with the ball and he winds up Throwing it around to or, guys or with like dribbling a the ball of, for ten seconds and no, then but just kicking a cu- it back couple out. of yeah, but just with like a couple of seconds left on the shot. Yeah, and, exactly. Then he and he and he makes it, other guys have to take rushed or bad shots. And well, I mean that. I mean, we'll talk about Kyrie later, but um, you know, even as a rookie, Kyrie had oh. that that insane ability to finish and also. You know, a hundred times better shot than than Sexton has, and that's the problem. Is that Sexton's got one go-to move? It's that dribble in, stop and pop. That you know, eighteen footer from the from the uh, the elbow, and you're like, well, dude, people are gonna know. People know how to defense that, and he only really makes about four a game, anyways. Yeah. Now, to be honest, I mean, you say as a rookie for Kyrie, Kyrie had a top 10 all-time rookie season too. I mean, he was fun- he was fully formed as a rookie. I mean, we kind of said that. I'm just using him yeah. as the example of the last yeah. of the last rookie point guard that the okay. Cavs drafted yeah. in the first round. That's all as a as a measuring stick okay. saying that yeah. you know, look, Kyrie wasn't very good on defense, but I, I actually thought Sexton was going to be better defensively than this, but man, he just looks confused as hell out there. Like when he tried to close out on on Beal I mean, you got to know guys are going to flop like that. Oh yeah. And it's funny that did you see the Delhi calling calling uh, Beal out on that flop on the sideline? <laughs> yeah. When he's like, "Oh, you, he, oh my God, are you still flopping?" Like <laughs> genius. They should mic Delhi up for all all of the games. He was fantastic, and he, he had a great game. I mean, he did. Eighteen minutes, ten points. Uh, Two assists, two turnovers, and three deli trays. So, yeah. I mean, well, he was, he even took a heat check in the third quarter. <laughs> he did. He, he shot a, 70% in the third quarter. Yeah. 14 to 20. turkey tray. <laughs> he did. Well, between him and, him and Clarkson and, um, Jetty. Yeah. Jetty, man, those guys were just, they couldn't miss from the three point line. Yeah. Clarkson and Chetty were a great, like one two punch like and that just goes to show you when you have two really good scorers on the floor at the same time it becomes really hard to key in on one of them and they combine for 54 points between the two of them uh chetty osman with his third 20 plus point game in the last four games 26 yeah. points on 16 shots and then jordan clarkson with a uh, 28 points on 15 shots and he was six for eight from three, and Chetty was four for eight from three. I mean, and their only uh, blemish on their resume was 
from the free throw line. Oh, where... yeah. The whole team couldn't make from the free throw line tonight. <laughs> and down the stretch, especially Chetty had a chance to ice the game with, what, 17 seconds? Well, so did Clarkson. He, he had split. two for. And he usually and he hits. Missed he's both. like 78, 75, 80 percent. Did Clarkson miss them both? Because I stepped away for a second. No, he only missed one, went, but uh, one Jetty, of, missed, one two, Jetty yeah. missed them both. Yeah. I mean, that's. Look, the, the problem is, is that. Um, I mean, Jetty went two for eight from the line. And. You know, the Cavs as a team shot 46% from the line, 11 to 24. And that's most nights that's going to get you beat. Fortunately, they built a 25 point lead. So a lot of it was just down the stretch and nerves. And I think, you know, I I tend not to listen too much to AC these days because he just (laughs) repeats the same nonsense over and over again. And it makes me want to pull my eyeballs out of my head and throw them against the wall. But, um, but he did make a good point, which is, these guys don't know how to do this. Like no, they, yeah. they've been, they've been ahead like this in so few games this year. I mean, you count them on one hand that they've had a, a twenty, a twenty point lead in a game, and twice it's been against the the Wizards. So, you know, they, you, you could tell at the end of the third quarter they were kind of feeling themselves. They were up by twenty five with eight minutes to go. Well, and, the Wizards came back and beat them from twenty plus before, right? Um. No, they they beat they beat him in that game too. Okay, okay. But um, but the but the problem was is that they got down to that that last because there were these tryhards out there for Washington because they because yeah. Scott Brooks emptied the bench and and, and Gary Payton Jr. was just a one man wrecking crew on defense. He had yeah four assists, like and three steals, and eleven points in twelve minutes. <laughs> well, and then Jordan McRae yeah. and uh, Sam Decker, former Cav. <laughs> So you had these guys yeah. out there that were just. What was his nickname a, with the Cavs? Decker, the the game wrecker. I don't, I don't know. Sam Upper Decker. Upper Decker. <laughs> no, but the problem was that they these guys are like, hey, we're looking for playing time. I mean, they just signed McRae like this week, I think. That they were saying on the on the thing. That's a pretty good first impression. Fifteen points in eight minutes. Five of five. Two of two from three. Hit all three free throws, a couple of steals, yeah. and assist. Then, like he did everything, you know the the uh, the world champion uh, Jordan McRae was, or NBA champion Jordan McRae was, uh, but he showed out, and he these guys didn't know how to didn't these guys didn't know what to do it. Like I almost te- almost sent out the he uh, was oh, the orange was, Mamba tonight. He was. I was like, Jetty doesn't have to get back off the bench again, and then he did because they closed it to to 15 and then 10 and then with single digits and then yeah that last that last minute of the game oh it was brutal like because they couldn't get the ball in bounds they got that one call was terrible where where hood got the ball and then he got hacked on the arm like three times before (laughs) they grabbed the ball and gonna call it a jump ball yeah but hood made a great save of throw that half court pass to to jetty yeah to pretty much ice well which should have iced it and then jenny missed both free throws so well and then the funny thing was is down the stretch is basically alec burks was playing point guard um yeah. and as he did much of the game with nine dimes um because they clearly were terrified to put the ball in colin sexton's hands and yeah. i don't think That's the problem jordan problem. clarkson they were doubling him so much that they were like well he's not gonna pass so yeah <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? No, it's just it's too bad. I it, in a game like this, especially on his bobblehead night where Sexton should, you know, 
shine and and show his best qualities. Unfortunately, he just kind of reverted to his worst ones. I mean, didn't help that he was 0 for 5 from 3, but um you know, the down the stretch you just could tell he just the combination of inexperience of being a rookie and and beyond that just not really knowing how to play the position. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you just can't you can't you have to get the inbounds and you have to hit your free throws especially when you're as good of a free throw shooter as he, as he typically is. Yeah. But, um, but look, all of that aside, the Cavs came out of it with a victory. They were dominant for three quarters. The passing really, was fantastic. 30 yeah, assists. 30 assists. Season high. Yeah. And, and until the, until the, like for, for all but the last four minutes of the second half, they only had like two turnovers in the second half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then they, they had, and then they had like, like five in the last two minutes but well and one thing the Cavs did really well and you know you talk about AC kind of spouting nonsense for 40 minutes but he did say one thing that was really good it's like once you get past the initial defense of and you get to your second and third option just Washington doesn't rotate well and if you can get past you know their primary defensive assignment then you're you have good scoring options and the Cavs did that all night and you know I actually thought the Cavs had scouted their opponent probably as well as they had all year with, I mean, a very clear early emphasis on getting Ante Zizic the ball on the roll because obviously the Cavs had seen something on the, on film on the way that the Wizards defend the pick and roll early and Zizic had six very quick points, um, and was looking for him early entire first half. Um, yeah. And the the awesome thing was both the Cavs centers had uh, both had double doubles. I mean, yeah, Zizic and, and really and good double doubles. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like the spring the hop is back in Larry Nance Jr.'s step. Uh, another really nice game, thirteen and eleven in twenty four minutes on just eight shots. Um, it only had two assists, but uh, more than one of his passes led to guys getting to the free throw line. So yeah. Um, I'm impressed with both of them. I I I, yeah. I really like that Ante's had some give, been given some opportunity to to show more of his game because I, I think he he got kind of a raw deal early and yeah he got a guy like that you need to you need to draw a place for him you need to and then when he rebounds like like he did tonight then you can keep him on the floor and he played good defense both those guys played well, good he's defense. rebounding a lot better than he has been uh, and especially positioning although Thomas Bryant not a fantastic defensive rebounder, kind of a a revelation as a uh, young center for uh, Washington this year. But, I don't know what he was doing taking those threes. But, but yeah, he's uh, not been – this wasn't one of his better games, one of five. Uh, Cavs played good defense on him. Yeah, him um, and Sadoransky. Both yeah. of them have been usually pretty good for them. We're yeah, both really Sado not was good. two for eight and wasn't very good. I mean – he had yeah, a nice Otto, Otto Porter was just garbage, man. I, I don't know what happened to Otto Porter, but man, that guy. Well, he's the, not even starting anymore. No, and the funny thing is, is what does they say? Uh, they talked about Trevor Ariza. And he's like, what do you notice about this team uh, when you got here? He's like, what is this team missing? And they're like, effort. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's brutal. But I mean, <laughs> it, it was very clear, you know, that Otto Porter. I mean, he is a guy that signed that big deal, and 
he had to sign an entire contract. And Bradley yeah. Beal, big time scorer in the NBA. I mean, that guy. Dropped- Bradley Beal. I I said this earlier. Bradley Beal is the the star that the Lakers should be should be tracking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if they don't get play from uh, Golden State, but I I gotta imagine Golden State would probably give give Clay the deal he wants, especially yeah. if Dur- walks. Yeah, that's kind of kind of what I'm thinking as well. But um, I would Clay going back to to L.A. too, since his family's there and that's where he's from. Yeah. But yeah, who knows? His dad's uh, isn't his dad a Lakers An announcer? Yeah, on the radio. Yep. Yeah. No. So yeah, Michael. Michael with a Y. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So a, a really good game by the Cavs. Uh, our old pal Jeff Green, uh, another guy who, who inconsistent effort, uh, didn't didn't do a lot tonight. Just nine points. Well, he just hit those couple of threes from the corner, which is what he does. So yeah. I mean, I, to me, the thing that really has turned the corner for the Cavs in the last few games uh, is is the passing. Um. And and the passing. yeah, I also that um I also think that that both uh, Clarkson and Jetty have really been looking for their threes. Oh, absolutely, and, and, and hitting them. Yeah, and, and Chetty's kind of was working towards that all year and had some kind of bad shooting games, but he's, well, he's taking better shots. When, yeah, usually games when you try to do too much. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and just settling down and getting into the flow of the game. But tonight, I mean, one of my favorite moments of the game was Chetty was red hot. It just hit that one from the corner, and he got the ball, and it was like if that was LeBron, that would have been an instant heat check three, and he swung the ball and then uh, over to Burks, and then Burks, I think, right to Clarkson for another layup, and it was like yeah. that was – that is unselfish team basketball when you use your gravity to get the other guys going. And that was, I thought, his best play of the game as a basketball play, just yeah. recognizing that, yeah, I'm hot, but that guy's got a better shot. And Yeah, no, I, I agree. It was awesome. Well, um, Clarkson's been doing that too, though. Like, Clarkson had a couple of oh. really nice play, nice, nice passing plays tonight. Like, that one, I thought it seemed lucky, but the one he put behind his head. To oh, make- yeah, that, that was a pass of the game. That was fantastic. Well, he basically got fouled and knocked over and while he was in the air, and instead of just forcing up a bad shot, kind of threw it over his shoulder to Nance. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great pass. And I thought he had possibly his best game of the year as a Cav against the Bulls in the previous game. Yeah. I think he had uh, like a seven rebounds and seven assists and was running the point. Like, and that he, he was sick before the game. They didn't know if he was going to play. So definitely, right. uh, definitely a nice week for he, him, but he had some bad turnovers, especially early in this game, Clarkson, but mm-hmm. um, as Jordan Clarkson is wont to do sometimes. But. Yeah. Yeah, but he had a great shooting night, second in a row, and five rebounds. He only was credited with two assists, but it felt like more. So he had a couple of really nice dump offs inside, uh, to you know, and some, some on some of which guys got fouled. But well, to me, one of the things he's doing is he's not dribbling into the Dion Waiter shot, that yeah. twenty foot, the the Colin Sexton shot. Like, well, yeah, the, the, getting the mid rangers have, have kind of disappeared the last couple of games. Yeah, he's either getting to the rim or getting to that right baseline shot that he's really good at, 
or even if he's not getting it all the way to the rim, he's he's good in the paint. Like he's got yeah. enough hang to score in the paint um, when he's not all the way at the rim without shooting a floater. Right. Um, in and and he's a really good finisher at the rim. Um, and even his defense, like I will say, as bad as this Cavs played down the stretch uh, with a three point lead. Um, with what eleven seconds left for after Chetty missed both those free throws, their inbounds defense against the Wizards was fantastic, and then yeah. the Cavs sealed then, the deal when uh, Chetty Osmond Chetty made stole that the ball. yeah that that uh, that strip was great off Troy Brown Jr., which <laughs> was an odd choice. <laughs> a lot of juniors they got yeah. on the court. It was much better than their. I don't know if you got to watch the Chicago game. Uh, only a little bit. I was, I was had some other things going on that day, but yeah, the Chicago game was fantastic because like literally, I believe they drew up the play for Wayne Selden to get the ball out of the inbounds and Zach Levine just never even looked at him, even though he was open and, <laughs> uh, and to, I don't know if it was like bad defense by Delhi or Delhi just knew that there's no way Zach Levine's passing the ball. <laughs> Cause right. You know, Delhi kind of came up and and picked him up on a switch, and well, I mean that's not Zach Levine's game. Yeah, exactly. So it was really fun. Um, but yeah, great, great end of this end of the game. Defense was much better than uh, against the Bulls. So yeah, no, honestly, the the only thing they did wrong was they need to work on free throws, the pressure free throws and getting the ball in. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting the ball in bounds when, you know, when you, your t- a team is trying to press you with their scrubs. Yeah. And I was a little like, um, wondering why they had so few timeouts left towards the end of that game. Like I was like with this, as much as they were, although, you know, Larry Drew's credit, he probably took those timeouts to get subs in and, Thinking I've got a twenty-five point lead with yeah. minutes left. I'm like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, why wouldn't you think that? Yeah. So, yeah. So well, it's hard to blame them there, but you know they they righted the ship and and preserved yeah. the win. It was a good win. It was a good. It's a good winning streak. Uh, it makes them not the worst team in the NBA for a night at least. Well, now they, I believe, they're tied in wins with Chicago. So. I think so. Um, let me let me look at the score. Yeah, they're ahead of the Knicks. Actually, the Knicks are. Who only have ten wins, but they only have thirty nine losses too. So yeah. technically, they're still technically they're still um, well, they're tied now with the Suns for for their record. So they they and the Suns are each eleven and forty one. The Bulls are eleven and forty, and the Knicks are ten and thirty nine. So, so here's a crazy question. So if you are the Knicks, or if you are Let's say, who's the other team? The Lakers. Okay. And you get the number one pick in the lottery. Like, everybody's like, well, they're going to wait and see how the lottery balls shake out. I don't know if I'm a team, if I get the number one pick, if I'm giving that up for Anthony Davis. Like, I think the the Pelicans have a better shot of taking those unprotected picks now than they do after the order is set. Because I don't think... Only the Lakers might give up the number one pick for Anthony Davis. I don't think the Lakers are going to be in play for the number one pick because I don't think and LeBron's coming back the next game. I I don't know what their draft pick if they own their own draft pick this year. Oh, the Lakers? Yeah. 
yeah, I mean they're only a game out of a playoff spot. I I see what you're saying, but you actually know. they're they're two and a half ga- or a game and a half or a now. spot out. Sorry, I'm, they're yeah. ninth is what I meant. Yeah, but LeBron's coming back. I think what they said they're coming. He's coming tomorrow or Thursday. I think yeah. so. Um, doesn't mean they're going to turn around immediately, but you know certainly if his if his groin is feeling all right, then <laughs> then I mean they they're within. I don't think they're going to – I don't think they, they'll they have enough time to get – to climb into the top four, but they could they could float around the, the, the bottom four. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, heck, they're only three – I mean, they're only three games out in the win column of the fifth slot, so – you know, there's right, but the Rockets have played better, and the Spurs. No, have I'm just better. saying it's that close. Jazz have played better. I'm, I'm saying like the only team that's declined a little bit is the Clippers. I think um, in Sacramento, yeah, yeah, and Sacramento's fallen past them, and the Wolves have tailed off a little bit. The Mavs are fun to watch, but probably not going to make it. And obviously, the Pelicans are are going to be sprouting daisies soon. So it doesn't feel like anybody. Doesn't feel like any. I mean, unless Minnesota has a resurgence, I, I don't see anybody catching, you know, catching them from behind. I think it's going to be can they get, can they be the the LA team that makes it in, you know, them or the Clippers. So, uh, but again, it, it's it's neither. I, I I understand what you're saying about the the number one pick. I just think it's hard to know because the way that the we've never seen a lottery like this, no. where, you know. The it, the odds four, are a lot flatter than they have been right. in the past. Top four teams have the have the same chance, right? And then it's a lot a lot more incremental as you go down the list. So, yeah. Um, but I, I I don't know. I I think if you're the Pelicans and you're looking at it as a the the thing that that it sounds like uh, they're sort of finding. Um, uh, Anthony Davis and his and his agent. Yeah, Anthony Davis uh, was fined fifty thousand dollars for requesting a trade, and but it was nice. through Rich Paul, right? Because yeah, but he, either way, it's a say fine. It, but yeah, it's a fine for him. And somebody put on the the thread, which they're right about, is that well, that fifty grand will come off of uh, come out of uh, you know Paul's uh, commission on the next deal. So, <laughs> and that's not far off from the truth if it may just be the truth but yeah well and then let's talk about how suspiciously timed this is with lebron coming back this week you know well it's all suspicious because if you take it a step further what what happened the last what, what happened this past week anthony davis lost a coin flip to paul george to be named a starter for the for the all star team yeah yeah. Right, <laughs> which probably doesn't happen if he's in a market like L.A. where he's got fans voting for him and you know people paying more attention to what he's doing. Yeah, right. I mean, oh, he, he two seasons. It's like, yeah, Paul Paul George has been amazing this season, but Anthony Davis has had I mean, his stats are tr- are unbelievable. Yeah, but he's also hurt a lot, and also it is a guards league anymore it's a wing and you know a perimeter players league now yeah and but he played center like a guard i mean no i i'm just saying that if you look at who the best teams are 
you know, their best players, uh, Denver aside, uh, are, are guards, you know. No, no, I get it. I'm just saying that was my, my other, like, sneaky, like, reason for, like, well, I could see a scenario where, like, the results come in and, and, you know, and, uh, uh, what is his what is his his agent's name? I always Rich Paul. Oh, Rich, Rich Paul. <laughs> I always want to call him Chris Paul, and I'm like, no, that's the fake brother of of uh, <laughs> right. The uh, Cl- C- Cliff C- Paul. Of, yeah. yeah, Cliff Paul. Yeah, not yeah, right. From anyways, the uh, State Farm commercials. Yeah. Anyways, all, all I'm saying with that is that I could see a conversation where Rich Paul sits down. And he's like, "Well, you lost a coin flip to, you know, to." Paul George. So, because it's where it's where like where we say the All Star game doesn't matter, but it kind of does. Like guys oh. want to. This is such a recognition league. Well, not anymore. only that, it literally has a bearing on the contract that you can yeah, negotiate, how much you can make, and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So it seems to saying, like, yeah, well, that probably doesn't happen to you if you're if you're in L.A. or New York. Yeah, and <laughs> all of a sudden it's like. We gotta make. We gotta move. You know, there's there, yeah. there's no way around it. We have to. Uh, my Q rating to has to go up. Yeah, and then LeBron coming back, and it's it's all and the deadline being earlier this year. I mean, the deadline's next week. Yeah, yeah, which is and, and the Cavs. Uh, today, no, yesterday was the day that Alec Burks's salary could be aggregated with other players in a trade. Um, right. So, and Kevin Love too, right? <laughs> yes, and Kevin Officially. Love. Officially, although I don't think anybody's touching Kevin Love with a ten foot pole until he plays even, again. I think even if they wanted to trade him, I don't know that they'd. Not find until him. he plays again, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but if you're the Cavs, why would you play Kevin Love at all the rest of this year? If you're interested in trading him in the off season, I suppose. But I, I think at this point, why why would you be right? Well, I, I, hear, bear me, hear me out. All you do is risk him getting injured. I, I, playing yeah. on a team, playing on a team that's going nowhere other than you want to lose games so that yeah. you're at least in the the bottom four. So that, and Kevin Love's only going to help you win games. I, I'm not arguing with you. I'm, but I've learned not to try and find logic in things the Cavs do, <laughs> <laughs> or any NBA team does. Right? Exactly. I mean, there's a lot of. A lot of wow! So in the, the Pelicans are about to beat the Rockets in Houston without the brow. Yeah, um, Ewing theory. Anybody? <laughs> yeah. Well, it helps when J- when James Harden goes nine for thirty. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, the golden turd. It's taken him thirty shots to get thirty points tonight. Well, and I gotta imagine though that. Um, Houston's defense has something to do with that, or uh, Pelicans' defense. But also, Chris Paul being back has kind of changed the dynamic of that team, so the ball's not in his hands as much. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, Paul's only played 24 minutes. Well, yeah, that's 20, but that's, like, literally, he was dominating the ball. He's only taken seven shots, and he's made three of them. Yeah, but the ball... Harden's taken... 30 shots, dude. 30 shots. I'm not arguing. 5 of 17 from 3. I'm just saying it changes the dynamic. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But they were doing all right earlier. They just got in a bad third quarter. (laughs) Yeah, it is a a bad fourth quarter, too. I mean, it is is definitely a goofy league. I mean, I just, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason, I find. I like Jaleel Okafor is their leading scorer. 
Jaleel Okafor has been playing well, which yeah, is crazy. How? Wasn't he? Didn't everybody sort of determine he was a he was a throwback uh, player well, from another time that can't that couldn't possibly compete in today's league? Well, I think also they he kind of pulled his head out of his butt was was part of it. I mean, I think Jaleel Okafor's biggest problem was Jaleel Okafor. Uh, yeah, is, could, is you know, could be. And if you're a guy who can finish consistently around the rim and can roll effectively on the pick and roll and rebound and, you know, block some shots, you can play center in the NBA. And that's what he's doing. 36 minutes, 25 points, uh, led the team in plus minus 12 rebounds, two, two blocks. I mean, those are pretty good numbers. Yeah. So, yeah. I uh, look. I. I. He's it's probably going to be weird. requesting a trade soon. It, to be it's honest, it's weird because. Well, yeah. I mean, it depends <laughs> if they. It's a question if if they blow it up because. It's all going to depend on on when they decide to pull the trigger, and yep. when they decide to pull the trigger depends on how good an offer the Lakers wind up making them. And I'm not. I'm not convinced the Lakers can make them a good enough offer to make them want to to make them force their hand before next. Thursday or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. And I mean, what's the best Laker package you can think of? So the best Laker package is basically three of Ingram and Hart and uh, oh, who's their center? Oh, Zubac, Zubac, and um, Ball and Kuz. Probably three of those guys and two first rounders is probably the best package they'll get. Right. And then Did you do that deal? Uh well I don't know, but see, to me, that like you said, that pick has probably got no shot at being number one. You know, or in the high lottery. Um the second part of that is that go look at a team like, you know, Boston in the offseason, obviously. Um the other thing being, say, well, with Boston too, a lot of thing, a lot has to do with what happens with Kyrie. We'll get to him yeah, in a second. But, but if you're Boston right now, and all this talk about Kyrie going, why wouldn't you consider trading Kyrie right now? Yeah, I mean, you can't trade till the summer, but you could if you got rid of Kyrie first. Well, there's no way have... Kyrie's there's no way Kyrie's hanging out in in New Orleans. No, no, no. He would have to go to another team. Like, like maybe maybe he goes to the Lakers exactly. <laughs> Although I don't think Boston wants anything the Lakers have, so I mean Boston doesn't need well. They probably point, take. But... They would probably take uh, Ball back though. I mean, well, here's ironically. an interesting idea. If you're Boston, why wouldn't you? Okay, you maybe you can't get Anthony Davis, but maybe you could trade a lot of those young guys for a Blake Griffin. You know, Ugh, I, Blake Griffin. I know. I'm just throwing names out there, but or you you flip Kyrie to some team out west. I don't know. I mean, I think Kyrie. If you send him to the Knicks or the Lakers, there's a good chance he stays there. But it, well, it, sure, those two teams, and yeah. that's probably about it. Yeah. But that's. Yeah. I mean, you know, look. There's the report today that Kyrie. Is was t- I think Complex Sports put it out. I think it, I think Rick Buecher initiated it, talking about how um, Kyrie is now uh, open to going to 
L.A. and playing with LeBron again, which is just I mean, talk about talk about like a kick in the in the. Yeah, well, the uh, the, the great thing about that whole thing is, you know, it's just what we talked about less, you know, two weeks ago. There's nothing Kyrie's doing right now that isn't 100 percent about contract leverage for this summer. And, you know, what was he saying? Oh, I love Boston. You know, I want to resign here. Yeah. I'm absolutely coming back. And it's like, oh, well, I might want to play with LeBron again. Yeah. It's like the funny thing is, is meanwhile, this guy's had three knee surgeries in four years. <laughs> oh, I know. Hey, look, somebody I think it was uh, I was listening to, to 92. I was listening to the Cleveland Sports Radio when I when I go for uh, jogs or walks lately. And I think it was Jeff Phelps saying today that um, if if the Pelicans basically take the Spurs approach and say we'll trade him anywhere we want, but we're not trading him to the to the Lakers because screw them, right? Mm-hmm. And they're and they're tampering ways. And why would yeah. we give Anthony Davis what he wants? We control him for the next two years, similar to what the Cavs had with Kyrie. <laughs> and and they're like, we're just gonna we'll we'll wait until the summer. We'll get the, we'll feel the best deal. Someone will give us something, even if it's just for a a rental year of of Anthony Davis to to make a run at something like a Milwaukee or you know or a, or a Knicks or so you know somebody that that is willing to do that. Even Boston might do that. Yeah. Um. And it's, it's certainly a team that that would be able to you know, make a strong pitch to try to make him have him stay similar to what Toronto's trying to do with Kawhi this year. But you do that and all of a sudden, even if he leaves after in the summer of twenty twenty in free agency, all of a sudden and he goes to play with the Lakers, he's he's joining an about to be thirty six year old LeBron James. Exactly. Exactly. And <laughs> Exactly, and I I think it's not like Anthony Davis is the healthiest no. guy in the league. No, absolutely, and he'll be twenty seven at that point. And it, I mean, for one thing, it is hard to believe Anthony Davis is twenty five because he he seems like he's been in the league for ever. He's been in the league for seven years now, which is crazy. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I mean. That's these one and done guys. It's like yeah, they're nineteen when they come in. Well, it's so funny. Like, remember when uh, um. Oh, what's this? CJ Miles was with the Cavs and he was 28 and he was, a, or 29 and he was an 11 year vet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, it was crazy because he was in the last year that high schoolers came out. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the other teams to me that are dark horses, um, I think Denver absolutely could put a package together. I mean, they've got a ton of young, talented players. I just don't know if it seems like they're motivated. Well, I, like everyone I think, throws Denver around as a sort of like, hey, they have a, and you know what? It's right, they do, but I don't, I don't know. Well, here's it doesn't seem like they, they care all that much to like. They were interested in Kevin Love. <laughs> like, I'd be down for that. Well, here's the thing to me. I mean, Paul Millsap is a big expiring contract, twenty five million dollars. Sure. Clearly not, and they're above the cap enough now. They're probably not going to get below that enough. Well, I don't even I don't know enough about their cap situation to speak authoritatively on that, so I might look that uh, up real quick. But um, you know, clearly they have that Paul Millsap contract. They have Michael Porter Jr. Um, but who knows if he can even play? 
well, obviously they'd have to kind of have their doctors examine him and see how he's doing. But, you know, two years ago, if he was fully healthy, he'd have probably been the number one pick last year. So, or in the, he'd have been top three. He'd yeah. Have, he, he would have been top three with Luca, and he, he probably would have gone to the Kings over Bagley. But Yeah, maybe. I mean, hard I mean, to say though. Back surgery, have, back surgery is a hard thing to come back from. Oh yeah. Plus they have Malik Beasley. They have uh, they have like three or four really good young wings and swingmen. So you know they they have a lot of assets um, that are more fully developed than just pure rookies. The other team that you called, if you're sitting there and you're Philly, you know why wouldn't you think about? Simmons and Embiid for Drew, Drew Holiday and uh, Anthony Davis. Like that's a lineup that can put you in the finals in the East. Yeah, but that's a that I mean that's a you you've you've un, they've unfortunately married themselves to those guys in the process. Yeah, you know I mean like if they if they ditched one of those guys, I I I, I can see them ditching one of those guys. I can't see them ditching both of them. Yeah. But you forget Drew was a Sixer before he was a Pelican, so there is some history there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't have the same faith in Elton Brand that some <laughs> other people do. Meanwhile, Houston here down by three with only six seconds left. Mm, I think it's five now. Interesting. What's well, five on my computer? Oh well, not. So yeah, they just intentionally fouled, yeah. which was interesting. Oh he, yeah, oh no, they didn't. I don't have my glasses on, so they put Drew Holiday at the line. So yeah, and he just iced it. So Drew Holiday is because uh, I I feel like they'll move on from Drew Holiday next. Oh yeah, no, I think he's gonna be a part of probably whatever the next domino to fall, but package, but. Um, how old is Drew Holiday? Is he? He's twenty-eight. Yeah, but he's had he's pretty much lost two of the last five years to injury. Right. Which so is, you're saying he'd be fresher? <laughs> no, I'm just saying he's not a guy who can stay healthy, or has right. shown an ability to stay healthy consistently. Well, he had that really bad like shoulder thing happen or something, right? Didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And then he had an issue with his wife that he stepped away. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, she had a brain tumor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of the wrong would be the wrong way to go for the Cavs, maybe. But, you know, you'd say, hey, we'll trade you a couple of young guys for Drew Holiday and team him up with the healthy Kevin Love and maybe Zion or Reddish or one of those guys next year. That's not a bad team. Yeah. Oh, and Denver, by the way. Yeah, they're totally capped out. So their only real way to add guys, it would be. To, to move Millsap. that Millsap contract, so yeah. that that wouldn't be the worst thing that they could do. So, so I, how do you how do you feel like Kyrie now would? I mean, do you think there's a version where the Lakers send enough? And it's probably a three team deal, um, right? Because for what it sounds like is that Ball would have to be going out mm-hmm. to bring. Uh, AD in, but Ball wouldn't want to go to. This has been reported. Ball wouldn't yeah. want to go to New Orleans because he'd probably be behind Holiday and Peyton. 
Yeah, and except Holiday doesn't play the one most of the time in New Orleans anymore, so that's just kind of I know, dumb. but that's that's <laughs> kind of, sounds like he doesn't want to go there. I guess. So the, other I but the other problem is that New Orleans, I mean, we can relate for being part of the of, you know, fans of the Cavs is that I mean, of the small market teams, New Orleans is the smallest. They have the smallest um fan base, smallest uh television audience, like they they Rank pretty low. Yeah, and but, yet they just built a new stadium there. Yeah, well, yeah, I know the Smoothie King Center. The Smoothie <laughs> Center. I've been there. I've watched the game there. <laughs> uh, it, it's the best name in pro sports for an arena. Now that the Sleep Train Arena has been uh, retired. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, I just if, if you're going to do that, then you have to find a third team. Let's say they do. Let's say. You know, the Lakers are willing to give up uh, three of those young guys and a couple of first-rounders for AD. Then you're looking at, you know, I guess, what do you have What do you have left? I mean, they'd have cap space to sign Kyrie and the Ox. Not a complete Kyrie, match, Kyrie but Ox, close. If they want to, right? But... Yeah, but part of the problem is is that to get near Max, they've got to renounce a lot of guys. And then you've got, you know, three well, they guys. guys they plenty of guys they can renounce with, with <laughs> Rondo and Lance Stevenson yeah. and, uh, and then a Michael lot of those guys would have to come back on the minimum or on mid-low, on exception deals. I think deals. they would. If you say, hey, guys, we're going to run it back with LeBron, Kyrie, and AD, come back and for the vet minimum, we'll take care of you. Well, I don't think, like, you it's think Rondo's big. getting anything other than the vet minimum right now? I think he's getting a little bit more than that. Yeah, but if you're Rondo, I mean, what's the difference between, you know, a million more dollars or playing with the league? You can make that up in endorsements in L.A. Saying, like, yeah. I'm saying, why wouldn't they stay? They would. Oh, okay. chase I thought you were they, arguing oh, with me. Oh, no, they would chase the ring. I'm I'm arguing for that. Like, Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, I just I agree think with you. it's just kind of it's just it just seems kind of ridiculous that whatever. I mean, yeah. obviously we'll be bitter as Cavs fans about it, but um, you know that you're like, well, they seem to seemingly work things out. So why couldn't why couldn't we figure a way to work it out when both of them were still in the building? Yeah. What if you're a team like Dallas? Do you you know? Offer an unprotected draft pick and Harrison the Barnes. Home. I mean, I would think that'd be a no-brainer for Dallas. Yeah, but for the Pelicans? Well, I'm just saying there's... Yeah, no, that's not the best deal the Pelicans. I mean, it's get. a lottery pick. Uh, it's a higher it's the lottery best. pick. And, yeah. and uh, Harrison Barnes is a, an overvalued player with a with a bad contract. Yeah, I mean, if I'm the Pelicans, I actually... That New York trade is not the least, is not the craziest one I would think about. I mean, what's the New York trade? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, be this year's unprotected, probably Kevin Knox, and then you know anyone else you want on that team. I don't think there's anyone Porzingis? except for Porzingis that they would that they would not include. I don't. I don't think the Pelicans want that because then they're literally in the same boat with Porzingis, who can be a free agent in a year and a half. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, clearly the NBA has a New Orleans problem. 
Um, probably should not have put a team there. Probably not. Um, they certainly should have called them the Pelicans. Well, but part of what happened there was they had the big Katrina tornado and they did all the community service work and, um, but you know, it, it was a failing franchise before that, but then they couldn't move the team away. So, yeah. you know, Shin literally went bankrupt in probably the dumbest, migra- uh, you know, <laughs> franchise relocation in NBA history when he moved from Charlotte to there. Yep. So. No, I know. It's really not. It was not a good move. And well, meanwhile, you got. Is, yeah. Is, so the Pelicans are the reason that we have an Oklahoma City Thunder because they went to Oklahoma City after Katrina and then Oklahoma City proved they were a good host for an NBA team and so you know Seattle, Seattle moved there. there. Yeah. At, or so it's I only right them, it would only be right if if New Orleans got moved to Seattle and became <laughs> the new and became the new Sonics. Yeah. I mean the funny thing is is New Orleans at that point would have had three separate NBA teams because they had the Jazz, yeah. too. So. Yeah. They had the yeah. Jazz to start, and then... The Jazz, the original... The Jazz, the Hornets, the Hornets and then oh. the Pelicans. <laughs> right. But the Hornets just became the Pelicans, right? Yeah, and then the... Because then the Bobcats... <laughs> Bobcats became the Hornets. Were the expansion so team, and then they, got, then they got the name back. It's so confusing. Yeah, yeah. so did any other kind of dark horse locations for well uh, AD. so i've heard toronto i've heard milwaukee i've heard toronto for a uh, deal featured around pascal siakam god why would you do that if you're who if you're toronto oh i i agree with you i think it's dumb i mean i mean to see ad and is yeah just to see that for a year yeah or no not even for a, a playoff run yeah exactly i mean look by the way, I get, if you want to if you want to title that bad, then sure, take take the swing. Yeah, because odds are, I mean, I have no idea. I don't. I haven't checked in on this in a while, but I would say odds are still that Kawhi wants to wants to be in in L.A. Uh, not a Laker, but a but a possibly a Clipper, which I think is weird. <laughs> but he's a weird guy. He so. is a weird guy. So, but who knows? Maybe if they do well enough, he'll stick around. But to try to convince Anthony Davis to spend more than well, the, the next same thing to me is like this just goes to show you how like oddly short-sighted NBA players are. Like, if you want, if you really what your goal is to compete for a championship every year. Why aren't you going to the East, where it's clearly much easier to compete for a championship every oh, year? That's why I think Durant is hell bent on going to New York when he's ready. Yeah. Well, yeah, and with the other dark horse I've heard is Miami uh, for AD. For Durant? No, no for AD. AD. Not for Durant. They don't have any cap room. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, but for AD, um, but. To me, they don't have the talent. They don't have anything to give back. I mean, the best asset would basically strip the, you know, Winslow is probably their best asset at this point. And, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the Bucks. The Bucks basically said anyone not named Giannis, we would trade. But I don't know who they, who on that team is interesting to them. Like, I mean, yeah, exactly. I guess if Brogdon was a little bit better, maybe. 
Yeah, the the problem is is they have Middleton's a lot of... not Middleton's going to be a free agent, right? Yeah, that's a problem. Is Milwaukee's got a lot of guys they need to make decisions lock on, up. either yeah. lock up or let go. I don't know, yeah. and I I mean obviously they're not going to have a high draft pick either. So yeah, so I mean I think the one move Boston could make is say, hey, you know, Kyrie, if you really want to go to L.A. Let's get a three-team deal going, and we'll send you to L.A., and then they'll trade for um, for Davis. That That's an interesting move if you're Boston. Uh, I don't think it's the smartest move, but... I think the problem is, is that Davis has said... Well, it hasn't been said yet, but... The rumor the, is... The rumor is, and maybe it won't ha- be said now, that he's been fined 50 grand, which is pocket change for these guys, but still... Like somebody said, like it's like finding a because he makes like twenty five million a year. Yeah. Like finding finding him is like you know finding somebody ninety eight dollars who makes like two hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at it that way. Like the rumor has been that that he's going to come out and say the only place he'll come he'll he will sign long term is Los Angeles. In which case, I mean the the, the fix is basically in. Right. So, at that point, it's really up to. Well, do you hear the other rumor that LeBron is "quote unquote" willing to play second fiddle to AD? <laughs> yeah, really, Bron? <laughs> Just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's true either. That's obviously a rumor, and it's all desperation. I mean, this is yeah. a this is a desperate Lakers franchise that. Well, because that... Wendy had a great point today. I mean, this is one of the longest injuries of. LeBron's career, yeah, and maybe obviously, the right? yeah, maybe. Um, and obviously, it's like He's been well, out I'm months. not getting any younger. Yeah, you know, the window is closing. You know, yeah. I I was patient at the beginning of the year, but I don't have time to be patient anymore. <laughs> you know? But if you're, but again, if you're, if you're one of these young stars, and you look at that, you're you're not necessarily looking at it as, hey, I get to play with LeBron. It's, hey, I get to go be the man and for the Lakers. Right in Los Angeles. Yeah, which is there's a lot of cachet there. So, so how would that work with Kyrie? Like, doesn't he want to be the man? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I <laughs> you, have to, you have to decide which of Kyrie's things to throw right. back. Exactly. In face, which right? which bullshit <laughs> is this? Flat Earth Kyrie or Round Earth Kyrie? <laughs> right, right. Is this the Kyrie that, or very that, much woke Kyrie? Like is this Kyrie... the Kyrie that was upset that that uh, that the Cavs cut uh, Orange Mamba? Yeah. Only to say that he that he came to him in a dream and he said it was okay. <laughs> it's all gonna work out okay. Yeah, it's all gonna work out, Kyrie. I, I I don't know. I mean, I feel like Kyrie is like Barbie dolls. Like he should have his own action figures. Like you should have Flat Earth Kyrie and and. Uncle, Uncle Drew, Drew Kyrie, Kyrie and um, fully, very much woke Kyrie. Right. Nike commercial with his dad, Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, like. Uh, Bedbug Kyrie. <laughs> I forgot about Bedbug Kyrie. Uh, 55 point Kyrie. Yeah. Right. The um, park it was different, Kyrie. Kyrie with detachable knee. <laughs> Kyrie, we didn't plan for the backup. Yeah, uh, Kyrie, I'm fit chased on a f- parade float, Kyrie. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, he was so loaded. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame any of those guys. They No. Oh. It, it was it was it was fantastic moment. Uh, yeah. That that parade was as surreal as anything you'll ever see in the city of Cleveland. But apparently it didn't mean that much to him, so <laughs> I don't know. Maybe oh, just doesn't yeah. remember. Well, that's Maybe just Kyrie. doesn't remember enough of it. Doesn't doesn't mean that much to me, Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could go on and on. You could, you could. Um, well, I mean, look, if that if that's if Durant leaves, because I don't think anybody's thinking that the Warriors will win another title this year. No, right? I think the question really is: Are they going to go sixteen and zero in the playoffs? Right. I mean, now that now that Boogie's dropping twenty five on it's and, just insanity. It is. They literally have a six All Star lineup with two MVPs. Yeah. <laughs> it. Yeah, it's nuts. And the funny thing is, is Chris Paul and LeBron James signed off on the cap smoothing that made it bo- or the lack of cap smoothing that made it. Has bo- anyone taken the deal? Huh? Has anyone taken the supermax? Um. So oh, John, Russ, Russ did, right? Russ did. John Wall did, which is okay. hilarious. Um, who else took the Supermax? Oh, there's a list of them. I can't remember them all. I think... Not that many, I don't think. Uh, uh, Kyrie took his Supermax. No, that wasn't the super the Supermax, though. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta look it up now. Um... But what I mean, I mean, look, that would certainly that would certainly change the. Oh, I think uh, Steph Steph did. Did he? I don't think he did. Yeah, I, I think he, he did. Less, I thought he took less to help them sign other guys. I I don't know. Here, what current guys? Uh, this is hot googling action on. No, hot googling action. Um. Yeah, uh, Steph took the supermax. Yeah. He did, right? And Harden, two hundred million, and 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 um, oh god, who is it for uh, Memphis? Uh, Conley. No, <laughs> did he? Conley has an insane contract. Jeez. I think Conley signed the first league's first two hundred million dollar contract. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, and now. Like the the Memphis is shopping Gasol and Conley, and I don't know how many teams would want them. Gasol and Conley. Well, I mean, Gasol is. Well, I tell you who'd want them. You know who'd want them as a package deal if they could figure out a way to swing it. Indiana. Yeah, possibly. Well, they just lost Depot. Yeah, the problem is is. That's so much money. They he definitely they definitely fit in that yeah. in that. Uh, I can that see him ending up in New York too. Sure, but <laughs> I yeah, mean that's I mean, kinda... if if New York strikes out everywhere else, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a strange league. So, but like Boogie could have signed the supermax, and then that's what made the Kings trade him. <laughs> Right, and the funny thing is, they and got Paul they came out ahead. Out. Paul George missed out because the Pacers traded him. Yep. I mean, the supermax is is weird that way. 
yeah, the Supermax has not been... It's not really helped small market teams keep players. So Because no, these guys don't care. Well, the other thing is... I mean, didn't Windhorse say that, that Anthony Davis is going to leave $80 million? $80 million on the table? Yeah, but the other part of that is he could probably make that up in endorsements. $80 million? Not, yeah, that's a not lot for of money. A few, not for a few years. Yeah. I mean, maybe over the length of his contract he could. Well, I think... But that's... Yeah. The whole thing is over the length of the contract, so yeah. I mean, but why not go to Houston money. where there's no go to Houston? There's no sales tax. Like Houston, Houston did, weren't they going to offer four number ones for Jimmy Butler? Yeah, why wouldn't they offer four? Why wouldn't they just offer him? four number ones for AD and oh, yeah. and Capella? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, and if you had a team this year of Harden, Chris Paul, Anthony Davis. And then filled it out with like the Fareeds and the and and Gordon, Eric Gordon, and guys like that. I mean, that's a that's a championship level team. Yeah, I mean, the Warriors didn't exist, but yeah, totally. No, but that's a that's a team that would give the Warriors a hard time. Yeah, except I don't know. To me, we've seen that movie, and Houston always chokes in the playoffs. Yeah, but if you got Anthony Davis in the middle instead of Clint Capella, that's a different team. Well, I true. And then you instantly add the defense, a lot of the defense that they lost in the offseason. Yeah, although Capella's not Darryl a terrible Murray. defender. Daryl Morey is the NBA's wild card. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I don't think there's a team in the league that wouldn't want to trade for Anthony Davis. I mean, clearly... I think Houston could figure out a way to keep him there, too, with Harden and CP3. Yeah, the problem is... That'd be super capped out, though. I mean, for uh, yeah, forever. For forever, yeah. I, But like you said, I if this is all clutch trying to... To me, it's like, if you're AD, do you really want to be kind of seen as clutch as pawn, too? I mean, of course, that's kind of the, the, the genius of Rich Paul is that he makes you think it's your idea. <laughs> yeah. You know... I mean, look, a lot of the credit to, to to Rich Paul, although at the same time, it doesn't hurt that, you know, you've got LeBron James as your starting point, right? So Yeah, well, the other, the funny thing is I heard Wendy today, so like, well, Rich Paul isn't necessarily in LeBron's, he's not just LeBron's guy, he's done really well for a lot of clients, and I'm like, yeah, that's true, but he's also screwed clients. Like, who was the guy... Uh, Nerlens Noel did not. Yeah. <laughs> Rich Paul did not do Nerlens Noel any favors. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I think I bled so that big contract. Yeah, but I mean, he also probably what he seventy million he left on the table for. Oh, Noel. You know, yeah. Noel. So you know, clearly that not the smartest decision. Well, that was still early on too. I mean, I want to—I don't want to denigrate. I, I just think. Oh yeah. This is, a lot of this is like, well, LeBron wants it to happen, so it's going to happen, right? I mean. Yeah. He can look, will it I'll, into being. Well, here we are. Here we are. The end of January. We here we are coming up. It's, it's, January is not a good month in LeBron James's world. No. Right. Because he's—he always—it's like right after his birthday, around Christmas, and. He, seems to just go into these funks where it's like either bad things are happening with his team or this year was, a, it was an injury or, you know, just January is just a bad month. Right. 
mm-hmm. and it, it's always it's always January where coaches get in trouble with him and teammates get in trouble with him and it's, it's backwards. A month, of, yeah. a month of subtweeting and you know and <laughs> coach undermining and then look at Luke Walton's a good coach. Luke Walton's probably going to get fired if things continue to go the way they do and the, certainly if the Lakers don't make the playoffs this year he's getting fired. So, so I heard two great rumors today. Um of course the the rumor has always been that he wants to play for um Mark Jackson which <laughs> to me is the like you want to talk about the absolute worst guy like I he's going to be a really bad he's going to be a really bad owner when he becomes an owner. Oh, LeBron. Yeah, no. I think Mark Jackson is the guy that like LeBron would really be excited playing for him for about 2 weeks and then he would be over Mark Jackson. Like, oh yeah. Cuz there's a lot of thing LeBron But he wouldn't be able to with. admit that. He wouldn't be able to admit that he's over Mark Jackson. He yeah. just have to deal with him like he did with Ty Lue. Well, but Ty Lue's different. Like there's a lot of things LeBron can put up with. But a guy that's like a super jealous backstabber is probably not one of them. And that's Mark Jackson. Like, he, like, everybody in that, like, he literally took that team to the playoffs and got fired because no one in that org could stand him. Yeah. <laughs> and but then, somehow I feel like he'd probably be able to survive at least a year in L.A. Yeah, pro- at least a year. But the other rumor I heard was Ty Lue. <laughs> that's hilarious. That is hilarious. Like... And then the other rumor I heard was, well, maybe Magic just comes out of the front office to coach. Does O'Reilly? Well, because LeBron's pretty much a coach anyway. Right. (laughs) So Magic just does what LeBron wants to do all the time. How how sad is it that the only way that that Magic can get a second star in L.A.? First of all, the only reason he got a first star in L.A. is because that was LeBron's plan. (laughs) Because LeBron wanted to make movies. Because LeBron wanted to make movies and TV shows, but the only reason, the only way he's, he's even got a crack at getting a second big star in LA is because LeBron's because Clutch represents Anthony Davis and is making is making life miserable now for the Pelicans, right? Like he's literally just like here's he's just like he just like teed it up for Magic. Yeah, well, I mean. Did you see my tweet today? Is like, I'm gonna feel really bad for Nikolai Vucevic for all the hate he's gonna get when he ends up in L.A. instead of uh, instead of Anthony Davis. Yeah, because like, yeah. or Kevin Love, or I don't think Kevin Love will end up there. I think, but who knows? Yeah, he's had dinner with LeBron the other night when yeah, Kyrie when Kyrie Paul does the best. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, let's get the band back together, fellas. <laughs> Kevin Love's an L.A. guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What's this? And because the balls have all moved to sh- moved to Ohio now. Yeah. Right? So maybe With Lonzo comes Lamello here. and playing at uh, at Spire. So yeah, they're just gonna dump. They're like they'll make it work worth Dan's while, and they'll give him back give him back a couple of picks and Lonzo Ball and maybe. Um... Who was the, yeah, one be the that, third team to help facilitate? Who's the one that flamed out at UCLA last year? Oh, Leangelo. Yeah, maybe the Cavs will sign Leangelo to their G League team. Yeah, he's really good at picking up sunglasses in foreign <laughs> countries. Yeah, I mean, I I guess we've kind of beaten the trade thing to death. But I my only thing is is like, I, I mean, do you see the next kind of labor? Although they just extended it. Um, 
last year, but the labor. Oh, the a- NBA. By the way, the NBA is. I, I somebody was saying it's the second, the second most le- like uh, profitable league in the world behind behind like uh, European soccer. I think like it's it's huge. Oh yeah, and the other thing is the league is the league's doing just fine. Owners are doing just fine with well, the exception. Yeah, but small these owners. Teams. I mean, clearly, if you're an owner like a small market team owner, you are pissed about this. But the other side of it is, this is all buzz that gets people to tune into TV, and they haven't had a lot of that. The ratings were down, and I got to think this is going to bump the ratings a little. Yeah. You know? and, and yeah, ratings were down this year, so. Yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, I've been looking at the Cavs roster. I mean, obviously you've got the J.R. Smith uh, contract. You've got the Anthony Burks. I'm not Anthony Burks. Um, Alec Burks. Alec Burks contract. Who's been super good lately, Alec Burks. Yeah. I would not me- mind seeing him back in a Cavs uniform next season. No, he hustles, and he he definitely has good floor vision. I mean, he's he was a, he's a willing passer, and he was tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um. You know, Alec Burks. Uh, I, I'm okay to see Rodney Hood go. Oh, yeah. Rod, Rodney. Fact, I would expect Rodney Hood to go in the next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I think Rodney Hood wants to go, too. He doesn't seem very happy, but. Yeah, but who could tell? <laughs> yeah, the he, has Rod- the same expression. he has the same expression no matter what's happening. So. <laughs> Rodney Hood, uh, not your favorite Cavalier of all time. Is that no, I, I, I'm, I'm fine with Rodney Hood. I just don't want to see him on the team anymore. <laughs> I don't have anything against him as a person. No, I don't either. But Rodney Hood's game is is slightly maddening. Yeah, I mean, it, his game is his game is wrong because <laughs> he he. He shoots threes when he typically shouldn't, and he and he steps off the line and drives when he should. Like it's always the opposite. Yeah. Like it, for most games, ninety percent of games, ten percent of games, he actually looks good and gives you that tease of like, oh wow, like if he just did that every time, he'd be great. And then he does the opposite. The rest. And then of he time. plays a thirty-minute zero rebound game. Yeah, but he has those gator arms. That's that's. He, I mean, he never gets a check. No, I just, uh, I, I don't know. No, Rodney is not a fit. Whereas no. I think Jordan Clarkson's starting to become one. Yeah, actually, and <laughs> Jordan Clarkson has driven me nuts at times during the season. But you cannot deny that guy's ability to get a bucket. <laughs> I he mean, score. And he's been really spotting up for threes a lot lately, too, which has been great. Yeah. Well, and he, the guy that has helped him immensely is Delhi. Yep. Like Delhi. When they just, play together on the floor, they it's a, he's a different player. Oh, he and Delhi and Nance are fantastic together. Like, because Nance is such a good passer. And then you add Burks. It's like, how many hockey assists do you see with those guys on the floor? Like, I was seeing Delhi had like three hockey assists tonight, where he yeah. just swung it to Burks, and then Burks swung it around. Like, the ball moves so fast uh, with those four guys on the court. It's it's really fun to watch. And yeah. then often Clarkson is at the end of the receiving end of those, but Clarkson on the back cuts from Delhi, either from the corner or from the top of the key or from Nance, uh, you know, really good. And then he's really good at finding him coming off the screen now too. And 
guys respect his drive game so much that he's he's and he has really good elevation on his shot. Like he reminds me of his in his prime, J.R. Smith is a shooter where he's got really good elevation, but not too much elevation, and yeah. just can kind of get a shot off on anybody. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's been really impressive as a scorer for sure. I mean, yeah. I, I look. I've always liked his ability to score, and I think that he's. Yeah, I, I mean, look. I, I think they're they're starting to get it, and yeah. I look. I think the biggest thing that we didn't probably talk about enough is that. Um, Chetty Osman has really turned a corner. Oh, Chetty Osman, like I said the other day, he can be a 22-point-per-game scorer in this league. I mean, because yeah. he scores in so many different ways. Like, the one thing I love more than anything is he just, when he just hauls ass down the floor. Yeah. <laughs> like, after a ma- after a miss or something. and like He, he takes almost- really good angles, too, on those breaks. He does. Where he and almost he's- scores every time. And he's also really good at getting his shoulders uh, parallel to the rim and so he can ward off defender. And he's sneaky tall. Like, he was tall. Who was guarding him? Trevor Ariza, 6'7", and he was taller than Ariza standing up next to him. I think Chetty's actually closer to 6'9 now. And he's got long arms, too. And he's got long arms. I mean, he's not a dunker. He's more of a glider. Like, he can yeah. do the two-handed dunk, but he's not a one-handed dunk finisher, but he can finish with either hand. Yeah. And he's really good at shielding the ball and not showing it too early. Well, I'd, I'd love to see, I mean, it'd be cool to see that uh, starting front court uh, when they're all healthy of of uh, him, Nance, and Kevin Love. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and as we also talked about, is, is Chetty Osman guarding threes is going to look a lot better than Chetty Osman guarding fours. Sure. And although I think his time at the four probably, as they were talking about on the broadcast tonight, will serve him well in the, in the yeah. future. But. And, and Washington doesn't really have a four right now. I mean, Morris is out and yeah. I mean, Porter, Porter doesn't start anymore. So, I mean, who did they start at the four tonight? Did they they, was it Ariza? Ariza? It was yeah, he was not Ariza a four. Or Green. I think I think I mean, they did start Green, but Green yeah. was almost playing center, wasn't he? No, that was uh, Bryant. Bryant, but I mean, yeah, Green is Green is a is a three four combo. Well, three yeah. through. Five Neither combo. Green or Ariza is a true four, so. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it was a good. It was a good, it was a good night for him. for him. Yeah. Yeah, but he's he's done that the last four nights, so. No, he's been remarkably consistent, and, and his shot is looking really good. Yeah, it really looks like he's... And he's confident in it. Like, And I feel like that's probably the biggest kind of bonus of this season is if LeBron was still here, he would not have the freedom to, you know, go one of nine on a night like he has right. earlier this year. Like, he has had the freedom to fail, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's nice to see them on a on a a rare win streak on an this year. Yeah. Who are they playing next? Picked. They play. Uh, they have a few days off, and they play the Mavericks on Saturday. I think. Oh wow, that's going to be fun! I'm excited yeah. about that one. I get to see Luca. <laughs> Donkish. Yeah. Hey, come on. Luka. Embrace it, man. Embrace. No the way. Fun. Nope. <laughs> I refuse. You are. You are an evil genius. I'm the holdout. Yeah. No. I mean, I. I don't I'm gonna, follow the crowd. I'm going to enjoy just watching the game. I. I I've always kind of secretly liked um, Dallas, you know, ever since the 
you know oh the calves for Mavs. Cavs for Mavs, yeah that was yeah. good yeah and then of course one of my favorite twitter follows followers is the guy who runs Mavs Moneyball and uh their yeah. twitter follows and uh <laughs> i got nothing against the Mavs. i don't no, really I don't either. like mark cuban but um, no i don't either but i love dirk so yeah <laughs> Dirk. Is he even playing anymore, Dirk, or is he just kind of he's like going to be in the three-point contest? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is crazy. But um, no, he has played a little bit. I think. I let, let me look him up because. But yeah, I mean, this is kind of his victory lap, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Cavs only have two more games till the trade deadline, so they got the Mavs on Saturday, and then they got the Celtics uh, on another Tuesday night next Tuesday. Uh. So hopefully we'll. I mean that that will that will definitely put a a test on the the Tuesday magic, but uh, but we'll see. Then then it's the trade deadline uh, a couple days later on the Thursday. Yeah. So Dirk has played 180 minutes this year, and is so uh, not a lot. No. Yeah. And he's not very good. I mean, he's got a true shooting percentage of um, it's not good. Of uh, <laughs> where is this? 43, which is really way down for him. He's yeah. shooting like 38% from the field and 23% from three. So How old is he now? Is he 40? 31% and 29% from three. No, no, no. Yeah. How old? How old? He How old is... is... I'm looking at NBADraft.com here, of course. Yeah, he's 40. So. Yeah. So this is it. I mean, this is it, right? He said this is it, right? Yeah, and then, of course, you've got Vince Carter, who is still playing well at his age. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see Vince Carter be a... Um, he's 42. And, Vince Carter is? Yeah, and he's shooting 48% from three and playing 60 minutes a night. Or not 48, yeah, 38%. 60 minutes a night. 16 minutes a night, though, but that's not nothing. I mean, that's a solid Oh, I think it's 60. No, he's 16. 16. <laughs> 16. Like he's 16 played minutes 740 minutes. Plays an hour a night. <laughs> uh, no, I know. I, I, it's, I, I that's look, amazing. He's got plenty to of playing time on a on a on a bad Atlanta Hawks team. So yeah, but I mean, still, that's amazing that at 42 he's still dunking in the association. Like he's dude, he got a lot of All Star votes. He did. <laughs> he should have been. Uh, I still take issue with that. He should have been. Ben's example, not not D Rose. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, Derek Rose not having a bad season. I mean, he's having an amazing season for by Derek Rose standards. Oh, absolutely. He's and, having arguably his second or third best season of his career, and he's been an MVP. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is he's probably going to be Sixth Man of the Year. So he should be. He's having a great, or at least comeback player of the year. Yeah. I don't think they have that award. Don't they? No. Most improved player of the year? Most improved is a new one. <laughs> I don't think you can go from MVP to like being bad to most improved. <laughs> I guess you could. Like, most well, maybe, maybe they'll create a, a one for old guys, and, and Vince can win that, like old yeah. guy award. Well, I want to see Vince go to the big three next year. <laughs> or, people, or, is, that, is that in the summer, big three? It is in the summer, yeah. Or as I like to call it, the all washed up power forwards league. <laughs> well, Drew Gooden played in it, right? So. Oh, they had a league. They had last year. They had a game. It was like literally all ex Cavs power forwards. It's like Drew Gooden, Carlos Boozer, <laughs> Yuri Walsh. No, Yuri Walsh was not in it, but 
Like there was two or three other ones. Um, Anton Jameson. Like it was like oh, what man. the <laughs> It was like, fantastic. Oh, what happened to these guys? Did they get? Did they wind up getting like a Gilbert Arenas or anything? Um, I don't remember, but I didn't I mean, know those those Gilbert Arenas stories until that. Uh, that uh, Richard Gilbert Jefferson stories. The Richard Jefferson oh. thing. Did you read that? Oh no, I've got to go back and read that. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, I've heard it. Those really Gilbert good. Arena stories are hilarious. Oh, Gilbert Arenas is the most insane. From back when they played at Arizona together. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I miss road trip. I miss the road trip and podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I'd love to see those guys be the new voices of the Cavs. Oh, I would. Well, I think uh, Richard Jefferson is probably happy in New Jersey, but um, probably. But maybe Channing can. I'd love to see Channing um, be be in the Cavs broadcast booth next year. Uh, and and meanwhile, Channing's had some nice moments as a Cavs this year. So yeah, he has. Although I feel like his, like I mean, it's kind of sporadic now because it feels like they're really trying to to figure out what they have in Ante, which they should yeah. be doing. Right. But um, it's always nice to see Channing come in in garbage time and a couple threes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's when he's got to guard Joel Embiid that you're like, oh, this is this might be a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, this is not <laughs> what, what was intended. But I'm really happy to see how well Ante has played. He's a guy that desperately needs minutes. Like, when he is not getting regular burn, he's just not good. And he's. Well, there's no reason. There's no reason not to. Give him lots of minutes right now because oh, Trist- Tristan's probably not coming back till after the All Star break, and neither is Kevin Love. So why not see what you got with Ante and and Larry Nance and give them the bulk of the minutes? Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, anything you want to pitch? Any? Hmm. Uh... Um. It's a wacky. It's going to be a wacky award season. This it year. is, yeah. There's uh, Black Panther's getting a lot of awards, and I feel like it, it's going to be a very atypical award season. Like, I feel like this is the year all the movies that didn't normally get nominated, like Emily Blunt won for won a SAG for A Quiet Place last night. Yeah, I know. Or the other I night, know. which was like that, that, that's an odd choice. <laughs> yeah. No, everything's all over the place. I mean, look, yeah. I I really like Bohemian Rhapsody, but was it the best picture as far yeah, as well, the, the Golden Globes? Now thought it is was, but... the Brian Singer thing is probably going to tank it. Remy Malik will probably get, which is too bad because because Singer didn't really direct a lot of it. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> but I mean, are you gonna? You're not going to disagree with me though, are you? <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, no, not at all. I'm yeah. saying like I think. I was shocked that the Golden Globes made it their best picture, but then again, it's it's a year of not not the pictures. I mean, have you watched Roma? Tried to watch Roma on Netflix. I, I have not. It, it. If you want to go to sleep, it's it looks it's really a really boring. good. Look, it's a beautiful movie, and I love uh, Alfonso Cuarón. He's a really talented filmmaker, but I mean, man, like my wife and I struggled to keep away. It's it's too. It's almost what two hours and 20 minutes long and nothing happens it's like it's like the and it's in black and white with subtitles which normally is like well i mean it's man like Igmar bergman eat your heart out no not i mean just, I, I don't know it's it was one of those like exciting. yeah really not <laughs> it, it's really not, not max von Sydow playing chess with death for two hours that would be preferable <laughs> 
Um, huh. And some of the other ones that I just thought, like, you know, I thought the I was hoping the mule would be great. It was just a little bit weird. Um, and, you know, the the Cole Kidman movie Destroyer really didn't happen. And, like, it just kind of came and went. And yeah. uh, I, well, a lot of, like, just mediocre movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm one thing I'm really hoping for Oscar is that this is the year that Pixar finally doesn't win. Um, and I'm hoping it's into the spider verse. Cause I saw that. That is really well done. Yeah. I haven't seen it. My kids loved it though. I, it was, it was one of the best movies of the year. I'm, I mean, it was really well made. Um, the animation is really cool. It's very comic book stylized. Like they even like simulate like the comic book pages and the screen oh, cool. printing and uh and the voice acting is really good and the music and the effects are really cool. Yeah, it should That's absolutely great. absolutely win best animated. I'll and have to check it out. Honestly, the- I would have put it in the best picture category if we're putting Black Panther in there cuz I think as a movie it's a better movie than Black Panther. Yeah. So. I think Black Panther I mean, I'm a big Marvel fan. I, I'm a big, big Marvel fan, and I don't know. I just, I just didn't get it. I mean, I love Chadwick Boseman. I think he's great. I thought it was entertaining. I just, it was. I think it was more of a sociological and you know social uh, coming of age for you know a black lead character in in an action movie. And, you know, positive black role models and that kind of thing. Sure. A lot sure. more than it was, you know, a really great plot or, you know, really fantastic uh, dialogue or script or anything like that. Um, yeah. But it, it was an event. I guess that was my problem is that I was expect a so much more. That's what I'm I expect so much more from Coogler in his movies. Yeah. And I just didn't. Like, I, I think Fruitvale's terrific. Um you know, I really liked the I really liked the first Creed movie. You know what I mean? Like, I, there were things yeah. that that set me up to really want to believe that it was going to be something amazing. And I just, I don't know, I just, I thought it was, I thought it was fine. I didn't think it, it was exactly, like exactly. You know, the, I I didn't think it should have gotten gotten a nomination, but yeah. But then again, it, it might win. So yeah, it was very entertaining. But it was like I said, it's a cultural touchstone. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, it's, uh, the one movie that I did that I haven't seen but I've heard great things about is the favorite. Yeah, and I like both those actresses. So, yeah. um, Rachel Weisz and um, Emma Stone. Emma Stone, yeah. And it, it's really interesting. Oh, and I was super happy that Black Landsman got nominated. Oh yeah, and and yeah. I actually think in a way it might be a dark horse best picture. I I think it could actually win because I think a lot of people are going to have a hard time voting for Black Panther. Yeah. For the same reasons you are. And, you know, Green Book is already kind of getting crapped on. A lot of people have problems with Vice. A Star is Born is, and Roma and Bohemian Rhapsody are all kind of problematic. I actually think it's between Black Panther, The Favorite, and Black Klansman. Um, So something with Black in the title will win. Yeah, and oh no, and it's re- it's a really odd year, like you said. But I actually thought Black Klansman was really Spike Lee's best yeah, movie Spike, in Spike twenty years. He's a great director. I mean, he's yeah. capable of of making 
making a best picture. So yeah, and I, I was I was super happy to see um, Steve Buscemi's brother. I can't remember his first name, but uh, in his first appearance since Trees Lounge. So oh yeah, <laughs> so that was an obscure reference for, for all right. you uh, Gen Xers there. So but how yeah. about you? Anything else? Anything else you're pitching? Um, I just wanted to pitch uh, into the Spider Verse, which was really oh, okay. really good. Um, on the small screen, I will pick um, the two things. I'm, um, I just finished one thing, and I'm did watching. Did you check out Letterkenny? No, I have. It's I still have to. I will. Okay, you need to. It's really good. I did finish. Um, I just finished season three of Daredevil, which was pretty good. Ah, is and there then be season four. I think so, but probably on whatever streaming thing oh, Disney, Disney launches ends up. Okay. But then, um, I'm, I mean, I'm watching it. I mean, episode of time of uh, the new True Detective, which I'm enjoying. Oh, okay, yeah, I need to catch up on that. And then, have you listened to the new Vampire Weekend yet? Just the, just um, the uh, the songs that came out last week. I haven't downloaded the the full album yet. From... Okay, yeah, I haven't either. I've only listened to a couple of tracks, but both of them yeah. are pretty good so far. So yeah, no, I'm. Ex- Excited, always excited for new Vampire Weekend since it's been a what? How many years now? Five yeah. years. And it, it's it's yeah. Last year was kind of rough year for music, at least if you're into indie at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a lot so. of great. But this year's supposed to be good, I hear. Yeah, good, good to hear. So, um, and I don't think I have anything else to pitch uh, other than you know, go Cavs. Uh, let's let's take out uh, Donkic on Saturday and That's right. Um, Show that rookie, put that rookie in his place. Um, you know, even if they're winning games and it's it's affecting their lottery position, it also means that Chetty Osman is turning into a really good player. So yeah. and that's something I, we want to be rooting for and not against. Let's hope let's hope Colin Sexton can finish in kind. Oh, and shout out to Chetty for making the uh uh, making the the international squad of the um, Rising Stars. The Rising actually, Stars. the Rising Stars game actually looks really good this year. Like it, does. it looks like the f- best. Like I tweeted, it was looks like the most compelling lineup on yeah. both squads that I've seen. So it, there 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 should be a lot of good stuff there. So. Yeah, there are only three rookies that made the um, the Amer the domestic or American team. Yeah. That was um, one of them is Trey Young. So. Trey Young, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Bagley were the three that made it. Uh, and Aiden. Oh, Aiden. I don't think the he's made it because he's hurt. Yeah, Aiden's international. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, Bagley having a sneaky good season too, despite you know going ahead of Luca. So. Yeah. No, he's he's been all right. Yeah. So uh, as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs Podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire. And we're out. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 
91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.